Hello and welcome to the first of this year, I think it might even be, considering we're in June, the first uh, Pete Matheson Not A Business Coach podcast, which still fans, sounds founds, still sounds very weird to say. Um, but today um, we're doing a bit of an update. We've released a YouTube video all about getting customer testimonials, how to promote them, how to get more of them, how to store them, all of those kind of things. And I thought it'd be a good opportunity to get the good old podcast going again and just have a bit more of a chat, a bit more detail about uh, what's in the video really, but a, a little bit more detail about each of the elements I've covered. Um, I guess a bit of an update on on what I've been doing and where I've been considering the world in its current state. So um, as most people who are probably listening to this podcast already know, on March the 5th, I think it was, um, we completed on the sale of Tekka's IT Solutions. So I am no longer the owner, managing director, founder, whatever you want to call it, um, of Tekka's. And it has been handed over to new owners, uh, to Stuart and Rob of Dynamic Edge. And they've been pretty much just running away with it now. It's, um, you know, they've picked everything up. They've asked me a few questions here and there, but um, it's been brilliant. Everything seems to be running very smoothly. Um, I've uh, obviously introduced them to m- many of the customers and um, yeah, that's kind of just kind of run away with itself. And given what's happened with the world and the pandemic and completely hats off, I've no idea what kind of mental state I would be in right now if I was still having to run uh, the business whilst uh, obviously having a family at home. And um, again, probably my hats off to everybody at home right now who is doing that. So um, so fair play to everybody and, and, and well done for continuing to do what you're doing. And um us in the meantime, and it, it feels really bad, but um, we've just been obviously taking our time off and not quite the selling ourselves abroad um, that we had planned originally. But hey ho, you literally cannot complain given the current state. People are losing their jobs, uh, the stock market's crashing. Um, well, actually, no, the stock market's going completely opposite way that it should be going. To be fair, but um, it's just it isn't just insane out there. So we're we're very very grateful for what we've got. And um, making some plans now, making some plans for what we're going to do in the future. The YouTube channel, the podcast, all those kind of things are still going to be going on in the background as I figure out what I'm going to be doing and what we're going to be doing. So on to today's content, customer testimonials, of course. And weirdly, I looked at the test, the, the, the podcasts and the last one I did before um, everything kicked off, it, well, I stopped doing these basically, um, was also about customer testimonials. So um, hey-ho, it's Doubly is important. So just a, a reminder, really, then, in that case, for, for those people that have listened to that already. But today's video, if you haven't watched it already, has literally just been posted on the channel. So I'll, I'll be sharing the links around shortly. You probably see them already. But it just goes through my experience in terms of collecting the testimonials. Um, we went through quite a uh, detailed process, but lots of it was automated. And that, that's the main thing we're getting at here is lots of the process to get these testimonials were automated. Um, and that's the point, really, is that once you're um, running your business, once it's kind of just ticking along as, you know, looking at new customers, dealing with existing customers, you should have this process in place that picks up testimonials from your customers with little to no fuss or interaction at all. And um, the video is all about how we've done that effectively. And um, why did we look at customer ten- testimonials? It's, it's one of the first things that you should do, in my opinion, as a business owner, there are so many things you should be doing. You know, you're thinking of your marketing, you're thinking of your email marketing, trying to build a database, trying to grow your marketing, going to networking meetings. But likely, uh, the likelihood is you're already working with some customers and those customers can be fantastic referees, if that's the word, um, for you. Um, they could introduce you to their customers, their colleagues, their peers, and um, be a, a fantastic piece of marketing um, in itself. 
they're free, which is a big, big bonus when you're first starting up a business um, to to generate the testimonials. Other than of co- of course the you know, the cost of acquiring customers. Normally, you know, if you're doing pay per click campaigns, then there's a this thing called cost of acquisition, which is how much are you willing to spend to obtain a new customer, and that varies across all sizes of businesses depending on the product or servicing you're selling. You know, with IT, people might be paying a few hundreds or a few thousand pounds per month once they're signed up. So the cost of acquiring a customer, um, you know, you'd be quite happy to spend a few hundred, if maybe not a thousand or so pounds to acquire a new customer. And that's because you might be spending, you know, thousand pounds or a few thousand pounds worth on Google AdWords campaigns. And that will then bring in one customer that then covers the cost of that campaign. So that there's that whole kind of calculation to do. Um, but today, customer testimonials are free. So it's one of the first things, again, worth focusing on when you're starting a business up. And um, it's also much better because as I go through in the video, it's much better to have a customer tell everybody else how good you are than it is just you kind of honking your own horn because you know everyone does that online. LinkedIn is just full of it. Everyone kind of shouting about how great they are, how wrong everyone else is, how great their product is. But actually, that's pretty rubbish. <laughs> and it really annoys me. I, I absolutely detest LinkedIn for... It just feels like everybody's just kind of shouting at each other. Kind of like networking events sometimes. When you go to those, um, or when you used to, you can't do it nowadays, when you go to those like trade show events and everyone's standing on their stools, and you walk past them and everyone's kind of like, we can do this. Do you want to talk? And you're not really that interested, but you kind of feel like you have to. And that is what I feel LinkedIn kind of is at the moment. Um, probably more so because I'm a bit, a bit more detached. You know, I'm not part of a business now. I'm not trying to sell anything. Um, I'm not trying to be a personality that people follow or anything like that. But um, when, when I log into LinkedIn, and I had this before I was very active on LinkedIn, it just felt like everyone was really there for themselves Everyone's just out there shouting about things. Look at my amazing products. Look how crap your product is. This isn't how I would do that. I'm I'm right. You're wrong because of this. Um, look how amazing I am. It's just all about kind of me, me, me and people sharing content, um, much like I'm doing now, to be honest. Um, people sharing content. You know that the underhanded kind of effect is that they want to get more customers out of it. And very much so um, what I guess this will eventually turn into. I don't have a business right now. I have nothing to sell you. You cannot physically come and buy anything from me. Um, but um, but everyone's got to make a living and I completely appreciate that. But I just feel that LinkedIn is very, very busy um, with a lot of people just kind of just shouting and it gets frustrating. So where I was going with that is that uh, things like customer testimonials where other people are shouting for you makes a massive impact, a, a huge impact. You know, if you've got a, a lot of your colleagues and peers and friends all telling you how great this particular company is, well, you're probably going to have a look at that company and seriously consider using their services or products or whatever it is they're doing. Whereas if it's just that sh- that company shouting about how great they are, even if all your friends are using it, but they're not saying anything, um, if that company is just shouting about it, then you don't really care because you've got no kind of personal connection with it at all. So that is why customer testimonials are one of the best things to do and one of the best things to use for your business. So in terms of customer testimonials, there are kind of three things you do here. And that is, first of all, collecting them and making sure that collection process is smooth and, and works. That's the main thing, actually, and actually works and brings in the testimonials. Of course, you want to store them. So you want to have a place to store all of these so you don't kind of just save them and then leave them in an Excel file somewhere and then forget about them and have to go and collect them all the time and those kind of things. And then lastly is promoting these testimonials. Um, that could be across anything, your, web, your website. Um, we had a fantastic tool on our website, which was um, the fear of missing out. It was like a, a WordPress plugin. I think it's the URLs use FOMO, U-S-E, 
fomo.com. And that little plugin just pops up a, a tiny little box down the bottom corner. Um, and you get them on lots of online store websites. And they'll pop up things along the lines of, oh, John has just purchased this product. Um, and it gives you a link to the product. And the whole point of that is is the fear of missing out. So if someone's done something right now, you need to do this now because you're going to miss out. And um, we were using that, and, and they're still using that by the looks of things on the website now. And all that does is brings the testimonials in, pops them up in the corner, and, you know, Jane said, uh, left gold feedback 10 minutes ago and said this. And it's things like that that um, really show your p- potential audience, your customers, that real people are using your services. They are leaving feedback. And it, it was great to be able to log onto the website and see, well, actually, nine minutes ago, someone left them great feedback. Another 15 minutes ago, there was another set of great feedback. Another hour ago, there was more feedback. And they can just see that coming through the website. Uh, it's not you sitting there making up um, testimonials. You know, when new businesses start up, there's a load of testimonials on your website. You've no idea who those people actually are. They, they probably just made them up. But um, using this kind of use FOMO plugin, you can see all of those kind of testimonials come through and they're shown publicly with a name, sometimes even with a, a, an image. If, they, if they've got like a, um, I'm trying to remember the name of the plugin that's online. Um, no, it's completely gone past me. Like a WordPress account and it will link their profile picture as well. So if the profile picture matches online, then it'll pull in the profile picture. There's all sorts of clever things you can do with it. Um, but that's getting a bit ahead of ourselves. Let, let's go back to what I was talking about. <laughs> so, um, yes, Collect, store, and promote those testimonials. Um, and that's where I got to. So we're talking about the website. Of course, you want to promote on social media, um, things like your marketing, your brochures, your emails, any adverts, any online ads you can, just, just absolutely everywhere. Um, and generally, if you have been in business for any real length of time, you know, certainly certainly for a year and upwards, if not less than that, um, you should have a completely separate, dedicated page to testimonials on your website. And that should be you know, literally at the top in the header, testimonials, and you can just click there and scroll through a ton of testimonials. And generally, if you're, you know, regardless of what kind of uh, business you are, if you're a service business or if you're a product business, you should have hundreds of testimonials, really. Um, you should have hundreds of testimonials in there from... Um, if you're for a product, of course, kind of like eBay, you know, when you buy something on eBay, you leave them feedback. It's those kind of things. If you're selling a lot of products, then you should have a lot of feedback on there as well. And likewise with services, even with the IT support side of things, I'd always think that we wouldn't get much feedback because you only really want the feedback from like your your main contact who have overseen the whole thing. But actually, you can get feedback from all of the individuals you interact with. Um, and there's a certain process I've used, which I'll go through in just a moment on how to collect that and how to collect it easily and automatically as well, which is, again, one of the main things here. So you want a testimonials page where you can show everything on your website and um, just have it constantly updating um, by using a few tools. And testimonials are so powerful. Um, If you have a look at something like Amazon, you can go on Amazon and everyone looks at the reviews on Amazon because you want to make sure what you're buying is a good product. And that's exactly what your testimonials page should be there for. It's, It's just a big long list of, Dave from Sutton has bought, uh, has has been a customer for the last five years and we've we've used them and they've been brilliant and we had this problem with here and they, they did all of these things that no one else has been able to do. And it's, it's those kind of things that really, really show how powerful they can be. And so let's crack through it really in terms of how to get the testimonials and the most obvious one, which, well, obvious to me and doesn't seem to be obvious to, to some people when, uh, when I talk to them about it. But it, you you need to ask for them. That's that's the most important thing. Ask for testimonials. It is so simple. And um, people that don't kind of get that, 
just think that you know you, you don't ask for you just wait for testimonials you'll get your happy customers they'll they'll just have the time of the day and and such pleasure in writing you an email to tell you how amazing uh, you are and your business and and your staff are which which does happen it, you know we've certainly had a few of those over the years but it's not enough to market your business on you can't wait for those to happen um, unless of course you you can uh, craft a an incredible business which really really on every single customer interaction has that kind of impact. Um, which I don't think I've ever come across in any business. Um, there's always something that kind of has a little niggle with with some businesses. And um, uh, so, yeah, you want to make sure that you are, are are collecting all of those. And you ask for them. That's the main thing. And and in the very, very early days, um, when I kind of, before we got to the stage where I, I started knowing the customers less, because as you grow, of course, you uh, don't, meet all the customers your you know the sales team will bring them in and onboard them and all those kind of things and um in the very early days i would literally write an email to the customers to say thanks for thanks for um uh, thanks for your issue hopefully we resolved it it looks like we have from the from the tickets um would you consider leaving us a bit of feedback we're, we're trying to build up our testimonials on our website um to use in our marketing material and what have you would be great if you could leave something for us Actually, I've decided I've written an example below, which I think would fit quite well for you. Um, it fits in and, and it gives you a chance to actually kind of craft something that really fits in with the testimonial you want. Um, actually, I, I've, I've written something below. So if you're happy with that, then just let me know if, if that's OK and, and we'll go ahead with that and, and publish it online with with your name and company name. Um, but if not, if you do have a few minutes, just just couple write a couple of lines. It doesn't have to be long at all. Just a couple of sentences um, to say your experience of us. And and in most situations, the customer has come back and said, yeah, no, that's absolutely fine with what you've written. Let's just go with that. And it's as easy as that, because at that point, you can take those testimonials, put them on your website, put them in marketing brochures, emails, whatever you want to do. And it saves them so much time because you don't have to expect your customers to take the, even though it might even be five minutes or two minutes out of their time to write something, some people will probably sit there for half an hour or or, the, or they'll want to sit there for half an hour and think and craft and and write something that's that's accurate um but they won't ever have time to do that so they will, they'll never leave you a testimonial so ask for a testimonial you can email them and ask for those testimonials certainly in the early days there's no harm in doing that whatsoever the issue you've got though is that that doesn't scale as you start growing the business your your manually emailing your customers for testimonials does not scale um, and you can do things to scale those. You can do um, uh, you can do things within something like Zapier or Zapier. I think it's because you, you zap things, Zapier. Um, or there's Microsoft Power Automate, which is a component of Office 365 or Microsoft 365 because they're renaming that, which is also great. Good on Microsoft. Um, but you can use those tools to automatically send those same type of emails to your customers. Um, you can't, unfortunately, then do the personalization where you're trying to write a customer testimonial, but you could do something like a uh, just a, a, a standard template of, we've we've closed your issue, would you mind leaving some feedback? Um, just reply back with a couple of lines, that'd be appreciated. Um, but you can also do things like the, um, which you might have seen elsewhere, on, or certainly on our emails if you've been a customer, or um, on many other, other places that use this, is the smiley faces, those four smiley faces, or technically not all smiley faces, but there'll be like a, a gold smiley face, a green smiley face, a amber and a red. And all you do is you just click on those and it sends feedback back. Feedback back? Back, back, back. So um, you put them on the bottom of your emails. So the way we were using that was within our ticketing system, it attaches a smiley face. And then when the issue gets closed, 
then they receive these smiley faces. And what happens when they click on the smiley face is they then have the option to then leave some feedback. So the immediate feedback that you get is someone clicking on a smiley face. And most of the time, they'll just click on a smiley face and then close the window and you're done. You'll never hear from them again. Uh, well, until they have another issue. Um, but but at that point, you then get feedback. That, uh, they don't leave a comment, appreciated, but you get feedback. You know you've done a good job and you can still share that amongst your team. You can still share that online and say, you know, you've had 99% uh, you know, happy customers within the last month or whatever you want to do it. If you are trying to use something else, like the please click here for our satisfaction survey or uh, thank you if you'd like to leave us a recommendation then then please click here which might take them to like an online form to fill out those in my experience do not work at all uh, and literally so we went through a process of, of trialing and testing all sorts of different things and we, we had that we had a, uh, a feedback a satisfaction survey so when the, the issues were fixed there'll be a satisfaction survey a little email to say, thanks, we've closed your issue. Would you mind leaving us some feedback? Here's the link. And they had like a few questions to go through. But it literally brought in like, must have been about two testimonials, maybe maybe even one, like every year we're talking, like one or two every single year, which is just nuts. It, it's ridiculous. And that, that does not help you at all. When we switched over to using the smiley faces, that changed over to at least one or two per day. And, and literally, I'm you know, more than that per day sometimes. And um, with that level of feedback, you can start adjusting your business to, to make improvements. And the way we did that was um, using a product called Customer Thermometer. It's customerthermometer.com. And the way that system works is that that is like the smiley face system. So that gives you some clever little HTML web code stuff that you can embed into your email signatures. You can put it into your ticketing systems. You can you can put it on your website even. You can put it anywhere. And um, it links in with all sorts of things. And that does the whole smiley faces. So people click on the, you know, say they click on the the gold smiley face. They then get a, a message pop up and say, actually, would you like to care to leave a comment on, on why you left us such great feedback? Um, and that's great. And then if they clicked on, say, the, the happy, the green feedback, they'd get asked, is there something we could have done better to make you give us a gold next time? So that's trying to encourage um, positive, um, conductive uh feedback so you can make changes again to improve that for the next time and then likewise on the the, the poor and the you know the really poor feedback um there'll be slightly different tailored messages for those uh, feedback uh, the kind of the pop-up boxes you get which are things like certainly on the, the poor feedback is you know, someone will contact you immediately to, to figure out what's gone gone on here um and again on the green feedback it'll be i'm so sorry we haven't kind of met your make, met your satisfaction levels this time what can we do better next time and if you'd like to then someone will give you a call it's, it's those kind of things something that will encourage people to um, to talk to us, to uh, open a dialogue, and, and we can actually um, understand the issue, understand where their frustrations were with our service, um, and it gives you a chance to then modify your business on, on the back of those uh, on the back of those suggestions. Have you been to IKEA recently? That They use the exact same uh, process, the, the smiley faces, but they use physical buttons, so they have them dotted around um, the, the stores. You wouldn't have been to IKEA recently, of course, because blimmin' pandem <laughs> pandemic. But um, they have them physically, you know, at the checkouts, they'll have a note saying, how was your experience at the checkouts um, just before you leave in the store? And you'll have buttons there. They'll have them in the, uh, the cafe. They'll have them all over the place to physically hit them as you're going around because, of course, they're they're more of a physical product rather than like an online service like like we were. And um, those of you who um, are kind of a, a fay with these kind of customer testimony surveys, um, I would look at um, reading a book called The Ultimate Question 2.0. 
Um, there's a link in the YouTube video if, you, if you've seen that or you want to move over to that. But this is all about the net promoter scoring or NPS, if, if you come across that terminology before. And essentially, in a nutshell, the, the ultimate question, I'm going to spoil it for you now. The ultimate question is um, the one question that you ask every single customer is in a, in a scale of one out of 10, how likely are you to recommend um, our product or service to a friend or colleague? That's the one question. And it's that one question that you then have. Obviously, there's 10 points scorings there. So you've got one to 10. And they split these up into uh, promoters or detractors or something, I think it is. And um, these large businesses gear all of their customer service around the NPS score, the net promoter score. And the idea is that you can, with, with this one question, much similar to what we're doing with the smiley faces here, and actually the customer thermometer smiley face system has NPS scoring built into it. So you can kind of do a, a, a loose version of uh, the NPS um, surveys. But using that question, you then use the feedback to then fix your business and you grow your business through your customer feedback. If you're providing an ex- astounding, astounding, an excellent service or an excellent product and your customer service is incredible, then that's going to grow your business without having to do any other form of marketing. Uh, you know, think about uh, John Lewis. Everyone knows John Lewis for their customer feedback. Apple, I would even argue, um, maybe less so nowadays, but I have had two maybe even three free laptops from apple over the we're talking you know the last couple of decades but i've had uh, things covered by warranty even things not covered by warranty um i know my dad went to get his phone fixed at one point in an apple store which was completely out of warranty but they're like no that's fine it looks like you looked after it let's just give you another one here and just swap it over for you it looks you know looks like it was a real problem you had and those kind of companies they don't need to spend a ton on marketing it, the customer service is their marketing. People go to John Lewis because they're like, no, they've got great customer feedback. So, uh, sorry, customer service. So if there's a problem, I know they'll fix it for me and they'll do everything they can. And that's much like with Apple. I remember a, a, a situation we had with Microsoft. Um, we, you know, Microsoft Surfaces, everyone loves Microsoft Surfaces. And we had a Microsoft Surface where the hinge snapped. Uh, it wasn't misuse, it wasn't dropped, nothing on those lines, just the hinge snapped. It was just a, a badly designed hinge um, in particular or a bad batch or whatever it was. And we went through days, weeks, maybe in a month or so of going back and forth, trying to explain to them. We sent them videos of this hinge that was obviously broken and and really should be replaced by Microsoft under warranty. Um, It was it was faulty and they just refused that there's no chance. No, it's it's been dropped, it's been broken, even though we showed them all proof that there's no other dents or nothing else to indicate that it had been dropped other than that hinge. So um, that kind of stung me from buying Microsoft products. Um, you know, Microsoft products are fantastic and we have a Microsoft Surface uh, book, is it? I think with a detachable screen. Fantastic. But I really hope I never have to phone them to, to fix anything. Um, if there's anything with Apple, I know that I can phone them up and they'll replace it and they'll fix it. Um, mostly for free. You know, if it's a genuine issue, most of the time they'll go, actually, no, even if it's out of warranty, let's fix it for you because that's a problem. Um, maybe it's because I spend too much money on Apple, which is maybe they've got a, a flag in their system of this is a guy that spends all of his money on it. Um, but anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, so um, what are we looking at next? So you've collected your customer testimonials. So you, you're collecting them with this uh, customer thermometer tool. That's well worth doing. It's really straightforward. Sign up for customer thermometer. And again, I have a link in my YouTube video where you get 20% off for your first three months of customer thermometer. So take a look. Um, it's a quick sign-up process. You can then just embed those smiley faces in the bottom of your all your email signatures. Really straightforward. And then you can start getting that feedback straight away. That is, that is really, really worth doing. And then this is the next step that gets a little bit more in-depth in terms of publicly displaying them. You, of course, have this testimonials page on your website. And you can make use of things like 
uh, Meet Edgar, um, and on what else am I talking about here? Zapier. That's the one I was talking about. Um, Zapier and um, Microsoft Power Automate. You can use these tools to automatically pull stuff out of customer thermometer, pull them into these tools, and then send them off to all sorts of different places. So with Zapier, for example, it has an integration for WordPress. You can automatically pick up your customer testimonials from customer thermometer, and you can push them through to your WordPress website as like a draft post. So they're ready for you to tart them up and change the text and capitalize and add a photo, whatever you want to do, and then post them online. So you don't have to manually type out these testimonials one by one. You can just go in and go, yep, cool, tidy that one up, approve, yep, next one, okay, tidy, approve. And then you get a ton of new testimonials displaying on your website within a few days or, or however often you want to do that. And you can, of course, then go and share these on social media and um, maybe turn them into graphics. Everyone likes to do the testimonial Tuesday or feedback Friday, you know, those kind of things, um, which are also great. And they're well worth doing. Everyone seems to t share them with the images, um, but there's no harm to do a bit of both. And I would definitely advise to do a bit of split testing in terms of post some that are just text, post some that are just images, um, and just see which ones perform better as well if, if you do get much interaction with your social media channels. Um, but you can use something like Meet Edgar. And, and I will honestly tell you that Meet Edgar is so powerful. And if you don't have it already, um, kind of much like my profit first um, thing that I tell everyone to do all the time is one of the first things they do in business. Meet Edgar is, is up there for sure. So I, I, I please do listen to this part um, kind of fully and properly and, and understand what I'm saying here. Um, in the very early days when, when I started business, I would take about an hour every single week. I would spend an hour um, every Monday morning or so, I'd go through my social media channels and I'd schedule as much as I could. And I think I was using um, Hootsuite or, you know, some of the other schedulers that were available, the, like the freebie ones that were available at the time. And they were kind of okay until I had a holiday and I wouldn't have anything posted for two weeks, however much I try and, you know, line them up. Um, you know, you could line up two weeks of content, but then it's finding the time to line the two weeks of content up or I got busy and then I just didn't have time to do it, or I got sick and it might, it might have fallen on Monday and then I'd already have things scheduled in for the rest of the week to do so I didn't actually have time to then go and reschedule those posts. Or I might have like run out of things to post. You know, there's only so many times you can share a blog post that you've already shared on your platform. And it just, it gets a bit complicated over time, particularly as you're growing your business. You lose so much time in your, uh, in your working day uh, to trying to do these administrative kind of things, things you should probably outsource to other people but um, but you don't need to. This thing, you don't need to pay someone else to manage your social media. It's not certainly as a small business. And, you know, we were at 16 staff uh, and we had a marketing person that was um, helping us out an awful lot. Um, but lots of the social was still, I, you know, I still check in every single day. I was still attached to all the social media channels and pages and um, keeping an eye on everything because you want to interact with your customers um, and your audience as soon as they interact with you. And Meet Edgar is this service that um, I think in the video, I actually said it was $10 a month. Um, you only get, so there's a discount code I've got that gives you $10 per month discount off of their plan. And I think it was only a discount off of their higher plan rather than the lower plan. And, uh, the lower plan is $19 and the higher plan is $49. And I've always used the higher plan. The higher plan's just got everything you need. You can have, you know, unlimited social media networks and categories and all sorts of these things in here. Um, but if you want to sign up, if you go to the YouTube video, go onto youtube.com slash Pete Matheson. And there's a $10 per month discount. doesn't ever expire. It's a permanent $10 per month discount from the $49 plan. So you get the $49 plan for $39 per month, which is still a, a bargain for what it would do. And I'll tell you right now. Um, so the way Meet Edgar works is you, you basically create categories. So you might have a category 
for your testimonials. You will have a category for current news, current trends. You might have a sales category. You could have a funny, funny things, memes, uh, just funny gifs and or gifs if you want to call them gifs. Gifs they are they. But um, you can have different categories for everything, and you have a li- these little pots that are categories. And over the weeks, and I still did the exact same thing every Monday. I would sit down and I would go through and load up the category with some more stuff. And that could be um, more testimonials, more funny memes and things. Because in the very early days, all you're doing is just sharing the same kind of stuff. So the quicker you can load in more content here, the the better everything will, will look. Um, it just doesn't look like you're rinsing the same content constantly. So just sit there, load up some content in there. The really, really good, powerful stuff in here with, um, with me, Edgar, is you can link into things called RSS feeds. I'm, I'm trying to, not to get too technical here, but any like news website, any blog website has this thing called an RSS feed in the background, which is like this little bit of code. And um, you can point Meet Edgar to a blog post. You can point Edgar to like BBC News and it will automatically import all of the latest stuff that's just happened. So if you want to share some of the current news, um, you can just log in. Meet Edgar will have read all of the current news from BBC and give you a list of them. And you could just say, yep, just just post this one and post this one. And then it will automatically add it to your uh, your current news category. And that current news category might be a post it once and, and never post it again kind of category. And um, and it will automatically do that for you. So that, that's really helpful. It talks to your website. And again, with your blog post, you can point it to your blog post. Whenever you create a new blog post on your website, all you have to do is log into Meet Edgar and just go, yep, approve this one. Let's add that into the blog post category. And then once you've got all your categories built out with content, you then create a calendar. And within the calendar, you say, well, on two o'clock on a Tuesday, post a testimonial. On three o'clock on a Wednesday, we're going to post a blog post. And you just plan out your week very much like that. Um, Exactly, you want a time to post this particular type of content. And what Meet Edgar does every single week is post exactly that. So if you have a, a batch of I don't know, like 50 testimonials, or let's be a bit more honest, you know, if you're a brand new business, you might have five or 10 or maybe 15 testimonials. Load up 10, 15 testimonials in your testimonials pot within Meet Edgar. And you want to post a testimonial twice a week, maybe every Tuesday and Thursday or testimonial Tuesday and feedback Friday. There you go. Go with those two days. And you create a a, a slot on your calendar for Tuesday and Friday, whatever time you want to to schedule them for. Meet Edgar will now go through your, your categories and see you've got, you know, 15 testimonials ready to post. And it will just choose one at random if you want it to and just post it on those days you've told it to. So the, the massive benefit this has for you is if you do get busy, if you do go on a holiday or get sick um, or run out of things to post, it will just recycle the things that you've already got. So once you've worked your way through, you know, if you, even if you've got 15 testimonials and you're only posting twice a week, that's still a few weeks worth of testimonials. And by the time, if you still haven't, you know, if, if you've been going through that entire time and you haven't added any more testimonials within that time, then all it's going to do is reach the end of the testimonials and then start resharing them again later on, and which is absolutely fine because um, with social media, whenever you post something, it doesn't show it to everybody at that moment. If you're resharing it again another time, a different audience might see it. Now, there is a bit of a caveat with that in that um, I think it was the likes of Facebook and, and maybe LinkedIn it was, possibly even Twitter, Um who would start to penalise you if you were posting identical content. So if you posted the same tweet, and this this was to protect against exactly what Meet Edgar was doing, if you're posting the exact same content repeatedly, 
then um, you're not actually putting out any useful information. You're, you're just spamming. You're spamming the same content every single day, every single week, and uh, it will penalize you and people wouldn't then see your posts. So me, Edgar, have uh, worked around this and worked with the platforms to kind of get this working. And when you connect it up to a blog post, for example, it will then ask if you want to create you know, five different versions of, of the social media posts that will go out. And it will scan the blog post, pick some text out, and create them for you. It Literally, there's no work that you need to put into it at all. And um, and it just does all this for you. And I've, I've spoken about me, Edgar, for far too long. But it's well worth looking at this. Um, like I said, I've, I ran and still continue to run all of my businesses. This will be the first thing that I go and sign up to um, with all of my new businesses that I'm... All of my new businesses. Sounds like I'm going to run an empire. Um, but it, honestly, please go and sign up. Uh, you don't have to use my test, my, my uh, affiliate link, but it's well worth doing. If you have nothing that's managing your social media posts right now, then, well, please do go and have a look at it. Um, the only thing that I will advise not to post through social media, um, sorry, to, to post through Meetigger, is your video content, because at the moment you cannot um, schedule LinkedIn videos, that's for sure. You can't schedule LinkedIn posts uh, through with, with video content unless you're scheduling it and sharing it through YouTube, which just has zero performance on LinkedIn. So don't don't be doing that. With video content, you want to be posting them individually to each platform, which is a huge pain. But you'll notice that if you post a video directly to LinkedIn and a video directly to Facebook, you'll get a lot more views on it rather than sharing, say, a YouTube link to uh, LinkedIn or Facebook. Because with those posts, they're taking you away from the platforms because they're taking you off to watch YouTube and LinkedIn and Facebook and the platforms don't like you doing that. So post directly onto those platforms and that will really, really boost your audience in terms of who's going to see that again. Um, quick note here, I'm going to try and blast through this because I know this is going to be a really long podcast. Podcast? Podcast. Wow. Um, is that if you are going through this kind of workflow process, then yes, you should automate it. Just be aware, um, particularly around when you're posting things to, say, your social media and your website, there needs to be some sanity checking um, so maybe don't publish them straight away, but put them in like a drafts category, because if someone leaves a testimonial and writes something, you know, maybe they use bad language, maybe they just use uh, it as a chance to rant at you for something, or maybe they just use it as a not not kind of unintent, you know, intentionally, but just leave a comment of, oh, actually, you know, it would be really great if you could have done this. And it was actually constructive feedback rather than a, you know, thank you, you've done amazing. You want a chance to actually grab that before it goes to your social media, because you, you don't want to be sharing that stuff online. Um, you want to be making sure you're picking that up straight away and, and dealing with it as you know as any business should do really. So have a look at me, Edgar. I will leave it at that. And then lastly, once you've shared it online, once you've done it onto your, your you know brochures and newsletters, whatever you want to be doing, then the last thing you want to be doing is actioning the feedback. And this is arguably the the most important part of your feedback is actioning it. There are so many times that um, I've dealt with customers. You you chuck some feedback and you know click on the feedback link and leave something. And nothing ever happens that you know of. You know, you never hear back from them. But the one of the greatest things you can receive, which I've said in the video, one of the greatest things you can receive is negative feedback. And that sounds crazy, but it's actually one of the most true things in business that I've come across. If you're getting negative feedback, providing it's good, constructive negative feedback, it is one of the very best things you can have. Because with that negative, constructive feedback, you can do stuff with it. You can go and fix problems in your business that you might not have seen. You can go and deal with perhaps some some part of your workflow, some part of your process has fallen apart and you know something's been forgotten or left behind. Something something like there's something you can fix there. So don't uh, don't ignore the feedback that you're getting. Don't just go, oh, he was, he was an unhappy crap customer. We don't want to talk to him. Look at it and and just critically look at it and and try and fix it. 
So there's a like a three-step process we go through with, with any form of negative feedback. Step one is you call them back immediately. If, if there is negative feedback, you pick up the phone and call them as fast as you physically can because currently they're unhappy. You want to talk to them and find out why they're unhappy straight away. Understand the issue completely. Make sure you're 100% in, ter- in, in terms of understanding what's happened. And then, of course, you want to apologize and try and put things right, whether you want to give them a refund or return something or, or you want to just send someone out and do something for free, whatever you want to do to fix the issue, then, of course, you, you want to go and do that. But you want to make sure that you understand exactly what's happened here. Where the where has the problem come from? You want to know exactly that is. Because then on number two, you want to be doing something about it. Um, not, not just for now. You don't want to just fix this one person problem and go, cool, yep, problem fixed, on to the next one. You want to make sure that whatever you've done, whatever's caused this problem, the, the fundamental core issue that's caused it is fixed for, for now and for the future. So you want to be picking up any issues again and you want to make sure that uh, you, you catch them in future before it affects the customer, before they, they then feel, you know, have a negative feeling towards your business. You want to catch those negative problems and fix them. So whether it's you know a step in your process that, that, that fell over, then rework that process so there are some checks done so that never happens again. It's, it's those kind of things. You need to rework the system so that that problem never happens again. Because all you're doing by fixing the issue and just ignoring it is you're just waiting for that issue to happen again. And then you're going to have another unhappy customer. So there's things like that that you just need to fix. Um, they're, they're not that difficult to do. There's just some time that needs to be spent of figuring out um, you know, how to fix it. And there's, there's a fantastic thing we did to kind of preempt this which is this customer journey thing. So you, you basically write out a massive piece of paper, go from left to right, just write out the customer journey. What happens when they, um, they, they first communicate with your business, whether it's you know, an inquiry or buy a product, whatever it is, um, write out what happens from the very first thing they, they interact with you in to the very last thing from you know, receiving the products to leaving the feedback, whatever it is, and just write that whole journey out. And, and whilst you're writing the journey out, you can then pinpoint potential areas where you might oh actually something could fall through the woodwork here let's let's do something about this area here and let's try and move this around here and you can just plan that whole thing out that there's a a, probably a blog post i'll put together at some point on how we did that actual customer journey but that was one of uh, again one of probably the most eye-opening moments we've done in business because that made us highlight some areas before it even caused problems we hadn't had complaints from customers about them but that we know of of course but it could have been left leaving customers at that point to feel like unloved or maybe that our attention wasn't on them um, and we didn't know anything about it. So we might as well have tried to fix the problem before anyone does formally complain. Um, so it's just things like that that's worth doing. And then that takes you on to the, the number three of those. Uh, of you know, f- First one, call them back. Second one, fix it permanently. And then the last one, number three, is to tell them about it. This is one of the issues that we come across very, very often is, yes, you can complain. Yes, you can. Uh, they can do something about it, but you'll never, ever hear about it. Uh, and lots of the time, you know, if it's a staff complaint, then fair enough, because that might be personal information. And um, I've had that a few times when I've had a bit of a moan and they were like, you're not, you're not going to hear from us again, but please believe me, we're going to deal with it. Um, but if there is a complaint, you want to then feed it back to the company uh, or the customer, sorry, to say what you have done, if, if you can tell them, um, or at least kind of phone them back and say, the issue has been resolved, uh, apologize again. If you can talk about it, we have done this, 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 da 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 and I hope this will then resolve the issue again in the future. And this part of the process, for me, and, and everything we've dealt with before, was probably a turning point in uh, you know a, a few cases. You very, very rarely had things come through, and that's not me trying to just big up myself. Uh, we very rarely had you know complaints and things come through. Um, 
less complaints, more constructive feedback, I'd, I'd probably say on that. And um, once you have um, fixed something, you want to tell them about it because actually that will then completely flip their emotions from, oh, I've just, you know, given them some feedback and hopefully they'll do something about it and maybe they will, maybe they won't, to, oh, actually, th- these guys listen. They, they've actually, you know, taken my feedback and I've now changed the business of this, you know, still a small business, but we were like you know, 16 staff at the time I, I sold. Um, you know, that feedback has an impact on not just themselves, but your business as a whole and all of your customers. So you might want to thank them for it. Um, you could even send them a bit of a, you know, like a some brownies and champagne or whatever you want to do. Um, but tell them that you've done something about it. Um, actually, just on that, brownies and champagne, as we're talking about customer testimonials and and using your customers to refer you to, on to other customers, we never advertised uh, I would never advertise a, a customer referral program. I, th- I think it's quite bad taste to be out there saying, you know, give us a testimonial and we'll pay you £100 or we'll pay you 50 quid um, for every testimonial send our way because you're just buying customers at that point. You might as well just go and buy a cold calling database and just go and use that instead. Um, but if you get a, uh, if you don't encourage them, so to speak, I mean, you, you can, of course, encourage them, but if you're not putting out messages like, we'll give you 100 quid if you can give us a name, if you, if you can go and genuinely uh, get your customers to the point where the where they will want to refer you to their customers and their friends and their colleagues, which they did and do, then make sure you reward them. So something like brownies or champagne or chocolates or whatever you want to do, um, get them something, send it to them, and they will just appreciate that massively because they haven't asked for it and they weren't expecting anything from it. They were just referring the customers to you because they think you're an amazing company, which is great, and you want to thank them for that. And, and don't just ignore it. You know, if, they've, if they're sending business your way, you have to. You should 100% be thanking them for it. And um, it's, it sounds really bad saying this. And I've, I've thought of so many different ways. I actually left it out of the video permanently properly because I didn't want to word it wrong. But you, you kind of want to... Tra- <laughs> I don't want to say the wrong thing. You kind of want to train them like a dog um, in terms of, um, you know, you want to reward good behavior. And um, so if, if people refer businesses, uh, if businesses, if people want to, re- want to refer customers to you to inquire about your services, you want to let them know they've done a good job. And, and then that will hopefully kind of train them and encourage them to send you more testimonials, so send you more um, referrals. So um, it sounds really bad when I say it out loud, but I, I hope you understand the meaning behind that. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to... Um, train our customers and, and treat them like dogs or anything like that. But um, it, it is all about just kind of oh, uh, positive reinforcement. I think that's that's the phrase probably. That's probably the word, the, the phrase to go with, positive reinforcement. So if a, if a customer refers you to another um, potential lead, then positive reinforcement. Give them something to award them and they'll think, oh, I like that. I might do that again. And then that might just help encourage more, um, more customer referrals. So Please don't take that wrong. I, I really don't understand how I can uh, say what's in my in my thoughts without making it sound really horribly wrong. <laughs> I'm talking about training dogs. But, um, but anyway, so uh, we've done step one, two, three. And step four here is um, lastly, and I'm running out of space on the SD card, so I need to talk quickly. Um, lastly is uh, the last thing which you can also do is share that feedback with your staff. So they need to know they're doing a good job. Um, they also need to know if they're not doing a good job. But um, just don't publicize, you know, you don't want to ever, all start to know that there's been bad feedback about someone because they did this, because that might really not have a great impact on people's uh, mental health. So you want to be making sure that you're dealing with them, but dealing with them in private. And when you're getting the good feedback through, then of course, 
share the good feedback with the team because they want to know they've done a good job. And um, just as important, really, as you're responding to the customers' feedback and let them know that you've done a, you know, you've done something to fix things. Do the same with your staff. Make sure that you know we've had some feedback about this. Thank you so much. You know, I really appreciate you went above and beyond it. Maybe you might want to reward the staff for that because they actually went above and beyond their their job. You can do brownies and champagne for them. Whatever you want to do. Um, there's things like that that can really, again, make the difference between uh, a testimonial from your customer and, and uh, a customer referral from your customer, but also from your staff and, and the staff's feeling about them working for you because they feel like they're being treated fairly and, and are being rewarded for when they're doing a good job. So it's kind of winning all around, really. And you can share your um, feedback, again, through things like customer uh, thermometer, through things like Zapier and Microsoft Power Automate. You can sh- actually share their feedback directly through things like Microsoft Teams or Slack, and what I actually did quite a few weeks ago, probably when I last talked about customer feedback, um, was I wrote a blog post on my website. So it's petemathison.co.uk. I wrote a blog post about how you can get um, customer testimonials and share them through Microsoft Teams. There's this little bit of code stuff you can paste in, and it will actually take your feedback from customer thermometer and share it in a Microsoft Teams channel. So you don't have to log in. You don't have to check your customer feedback. Whenever a, a customer clicks on a Facebook, uh, whenever a customer clicks on a face or they leave a comment, it will come straight through into your Microsoft Teams channel or your Slack channel, whatever it is you want to use. Um, so definitely go and have a look at that. And um, yeah, I think that pretty much sums it up. So it pretty much that, that was just really the video, but in more detail. And um, I might do, the, do this going forward because I generally find that I talk a lot. And um, the way I'm doing my videos lately is I'm just doing... Um, I'm doing, uh, what what the hell is it called? Um, teleprompter. I'm using a teleprompt, um, which I don't know if you would have noticed or not, but I find teleprompts so easy because as you might get, I talk a lot and teleprompts help me condense my thoughts into a manageable chunk that I can then go and edit. It used to take me hours and hours to edit my videos because I'd just be talking off on a tangent for like an hour and then I'd have to condense that down to like a 10 or 15 minute video. Whereas the teleprompter, I know I'm saying exactly what I need to say and then it makes the edit so much easier. Um, so maybe I'll use, I'll use these podcasts just to expand a bit more on what I'm talking about. Maybe let me know if, um, I don't know how this really works in the podcasting side of things. There isn't really a comments page. If you could leave me a review, that would be fantastic on the, on the podcast. Um, maybe just leave a few comments within the reviews of what I could do to help. Um, also, of course, go over to our YouTube channel to go on to um, the latest videos and you'll probably hear a much more condensed version of this, what I've just talked about, customer testimonials today. And um, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, the channel, whatever you want to do and um, get in touch. Um, I don't have a business anymore, like I've mentioned. So the only real way you can get in touch with me is either through social media. So go and find me on YouTube, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, all of those kind of things. And um, go to my website, petemathison.co.uk and you can just leave a, a thing in the contact form on there. But yeah, thanks for listening and I will talk to you in the next one. Bye-bye.